For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Topic, man, because... Recorded live. <laughs> and it's a good... <laughs> I couldn't even speak that one up. He said it's a good topic. <laughs> I think he's trying to be like all slick as shit. Recording. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> I just got an ambush audience. But no, like what I was gonna say is, man, that that's a good thought because like I'm I'm in this space right now, like I'm really looking at this chicken little complex. This chicken this chicken little group think complex where like everybody is trying to convince me it's like almost like advertisements, you know what I'm saying? Like pop-ups, man. Like this whole, the masses are trying to like convince me as an individual, like everything is just like all jacked up and nothing is right. Let's be angry. Let's be mad. Let's be scared. Let's be, you know what I mean? And I'm like, man, I'm not feeling it, man. Life is good. You know, know, it's good. You know, you're manipulated, trying to, trying to be manipulated. Yeah. When life is good, trying to distract you into thinking it's not. Yeah. Man. So true. You, and, and, and really, though, man, it boils down to some simple wisdom, though, G. It boils down to some simple wisdom, man. Mind your damn business. I bet you everything that you're going through right now that's good is a result of you minding your own damn business. Like, you know what I mean? Like Trump, what Trump decides to do ain't my damn business. What white people right. think of me ain't my damn business. What other black people think we, quote, unquote, should do about what white people, it ain't my business. I don't care. I don't care. Don't care. <laughs> I, I really don't. It's not in your influence, your immediate spirit fear of influence it's in the peripheral not even in the peripheral that's like way ahead yeah man i'm on something else right now sitting here mixing together a potion mm. flurricane uh not exactly let me tell you the ingredients we've got distilled water we've got liquid chlorophyll we've got full dick acid and humic acid with ionic metals added. We have ionic copper. We have uh, a bunch of like L amino acids, you know, like L-16, L-glutamine, yada, yada, yada. Got some uh, collodial silver and some Utah sea minerals. And with that, I'm going to throw some cayenne pepper, some gray bee maple syrup, two limes, and a lemon in there. Oh, um, and I just got some rose gold ornaments in the mail, man, and this shit is off the hook. So, yeah. Well, that's my. Rose gold almonds? Ormus. The rose garment. It's what? Ormus. It's like a powder. It's powdered rose gold. Monatomic rose gold. Dang. It's like yeah. super duper tonic. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I've been taking it for like two days, man. I've been vibrating like high. I've been, I've been, all I've been doing was drinking that, and I made this soup, dude. Like, I must have like Juice like man, three bowls of garlic, uh-huh. onions, black seed. Uh-huh. You know what I'm talking about? Black seed, yeah. some uh, red black bell pepper, black? black seed, like cumin oh, seed. Okay. 
Yeah. Hell pepper. Uh huh. And just hella peppers. Just hella hot. And peppers. drank that. It's been a soup. I've been on a liquid diet. It's a self-imposed liquid diet, man. It, it, the intuition came to me to do it, man, and I just did it, man. And then with that, I've been taking ashwagandha, moringa, activated charcoal, black walnut and wormwood. That 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 probably just sounded like want 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 to you, didn't it, huh? You wanna know what all this uh, does? What does it do? Okay. Moringa. Moringa is very, very, very high in vitamin C, vitamin A, uh, beta carotene, vitamin K, manganese, protein. It's basically got the most dense uh, nutritional profile of any known plant. Um, I believe it's native to... uh, India and Africa. I know of a certain TV it grows a lot in Africa, but they I think they have it in India too. Uh hold on. Let me look this up exactly. It's got like the whole spectrum of B vitamins, man, and I've been feeling that, man. Like it's like as far as emotional response with like irritants in my environment, like these B vitamins, because somehow they affect I don't know your ability to process stress, but it seems like I have a few more seconds of reaction time within my mind, like bullet time in the matrix, like time is slowing down, and I have, you know, more time to think things over, and and, and I'm not nudged into immediate response. Now, the activated charcoal, what that does is actually absorb toxins. Like, this is a quick hack for for all the junkies out there. If you ever have an overdose, uh, just take a whole lot of charcoal and pray. Okay, then we got ashwagandha, which is a Ayurvedic. Is that how you say it? Ayurvedic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this is more like a. Um, this is supposed to affect the brain. It's supposed to calm the brain, reduce uh, swelling, lowers blood pressure, uh, alters the immune system. I got it for the brain benefits, basically. I don't have a problem with swelling or my immune system. So, okay. My blood cells okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Hey, you're talking you're talking about uh, charcoal, right? Yeah. That's how people... No, no, I was just talking... The last thing I was talking about was ashwagandha. Charcoal was just well, toxic. Absorbing there. So, but that's, that's, but that's how people kill themselves in Taiwan. You hear a story on the news where a guy was fed up with life, and he uh, he was in debt, so he he burned some charcoal and closed the doors, and his his elderly parents died too with him, or stuff like that, or you know, or a guy will kill his whole family with charcoal. Hold on, so that's like the American equivalent of like uh, running your car in the garage. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean because everyone drives scooters over here, so that'd be like a lot of a lot of scooter power to do that. Wow, that's so they cool. burn charcoal. My thing is, what do they use it for? Usually, though. Okay, you use it for a super tonic, evolutionary tonic. But what do most people? What would they use the the charcoal for? Heating a stove or something, or? I mean, I guess the grill, the grill stuff, man. The only other usage I've seen for charcoal is barbecue. I come from a southern family, so this application is relatively, yeah, charcoal. So you can kill yourself either way with a barbecue. You know what I mean? (laughs) Carbon, the charcoal. I wonder did Dr. Sebi ever recommend taking charcoal? He was big on carbon, right? Very, I would, very big. I would So then I mean, who I'm, is it? Huh? Who is it big on carbon nowadays? I mean, I guess any life form on Earth is technically big on carbon. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh. mm-hmm. 
but in terms of in terms of buzzwords, though, that's a lot in the in the African American Black conscious community in the wilderness of North America and England. Would you say that melanin and and what else is there? What would we say carbon and uh, hotep are buzzwords? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> Kundalini, right? We go on for this. Me- melanated being and co- and cooning. <laughs> and any other and any and any other expression that downgrades the the identity of that so called African American Negro. <laughs> cool is extremely overused. <laughs> I know, damn. What's his name? Eda the K actually saw it on a on a window on the back window in Stockton, in Stockton, California. It's one of the first cities to go bankrupt in in the United States. There was a SUV, and on the back window it said, uh, "Coon hunting at night. It's my pleasure." <laughs> I mean, coon how does hunting he know it's country. Is it a little like caricature uh, black dude on there? Was he talking about raccoons? No, but there was though? no there was no catch. There was no tree or raccoon, but like, usually raccoons live in the trees, right? And also, too, they hang niggas from the tree. They, it's like the KKK, right? But they, but that 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 tree is used for lynching as well. So, but it was ambiguous the way that the they put the sticker on the car because it just showed the tree with the text. I love coon hunting at night. When I look at it this way. If he was talking about black people, then he's probably not really coon honey. And if he's talking about raccoons, then I mean he's got issues. Uh, we need to call Peter. <laughs> Peter Bread. Peter from Hunger Games. <laughs> he has issues with Peter. He probably does. No, but okay, but like. The whole buzzword, though, but like that's just crazy. Like how people we use that a lot. Not we, but <laughs> we we is a we is a buzzword. Hey, what's we? What is that? Yeah, there you go. This is Monday. The we is a buzzword podcast. <laughs> For test this is brother Ben Real Kali and brother Carbo. What? What? Yeah, but we. What's the we? Exactly. That's what it comes. That's what we talk about. We talked about for years this concept, concept, pronoun, and it's it's not gonna co. It, it it will never coalesce because I mean, it's like the group identity is externally imposed. You know what I mean? You got a bunch of people from a bunch of different tribes. Bunch of different territories, and within them, different families and different clans that may or may not got along. Mash them all up. Call them one thing. Now, out of that, you have different cultural traditions that came up in pockets, but it's not like they're all the same. For instance, like Look at Haiti, look at Jamaica, look at the Barbados. You know what I mean? Like, it's the same type of situation where you have people, you know, kidnapped, snatched out of their homes and put somewhere, but it was like the unique blend in that specific region that kind of spawned a new culture. But within that culture, people had different dispositions within You know what I mean? So where does the we really come into play? Yeah, where does it come in? We hear it. We, 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 we. Because there's no address identification of the I. Right. Let's put it on. 
I saw yeah, so many I, people like out out and about, out and about. Went to a market in this old city in Taiwan and uh there's people walking, all kinds of people. People just walking around everywhere in the market. So the night market in Taiwan is equivalent to like the American shopping mall of the 80s? Yes, sir. (laughs) (laughs) Not that. What happened to the mall, man, in America, man? The malls just died except for a few. I think it's because that was the only place where you could meet buy stuff the marketplace but now online since you can go online you don't have to buy it but it wasn't just about it wasn't just about literally buying the stuff it's the process of buying that makes them all unique the shopping mall right people can see with the bags that have the names on the outside like flashing your click your flashing your fashion clicker a cartel. Well, see that when I used to uh, hit the mall, that was never really the uh, that wasn't the flavor, man. We didn't really buy anything. Barely, we didn't have any money. More socializing. That was more, it was yeah, just hanging out, man. Go to the arcade, go to the food court. If we bought anything, it might be some food, you know, and try to holler at females. That's about it. Didn't really stop, right? Uh-huh. I guess people do that online now, too. <laughs> yeah, basically. They're socializing on Twitter and, and all the other apps. Lonely robots. Lonely robots. Wow, that's sad. Ten men There's so many people heart in a tin can. <laughs> in a tin can? In the vessel. <laughs> much in decent shape which is interesting when you're not in the best shape like myself optimal shape but everyone's like a bunch of like fucking like uh shaolin monks i mean so the late do they view you as prosperous or just chubby <laughs> yeah yeah, they they, they they view me as prosperous because I'm a foreigner and fat, and they also they also they also also say on the one hand that you need to stop eating in their own way, and they're only nicer to me is because I'm new here. Like last month, last last week makes a year I've been here. That's this last February 23rd, but like so like they're kind of nice to you. But now I've been knowing some of these people. For a minute, and now it's like, okay, you're kind of like family, like friends type stuff, you know. So it's like, in the Asian culture, they're they're straight up. That's what I put on that test stream, um, weekly roundup review. My friend from Taiwan, uh, lives in Taiwan. He from Lucid Dream, Dream Lucid uh, YouTube channel. Him and the, his friend were talking about how the difference between Western manners and Eastern manners, especially when calling people fat in the West, they won't really say it all the time. Which are trying to insult you, but in the East, it's more about how uh, it's just telling you straight up. Even though it's merciless, it's uh, it, it hurts. You know they don't care. They don't know people's feelings. You know now what I'm saying? They're like upfront. That's interesting because that was my experience being in Israel too. Like everybody was pretty yeah. much like that, from Israelis to you know what I mean, like Black Hebrews that I met. Some Arabs, some Russians, like I said, Arabs. That's so ignorant. Arabs, pardon me. You say Chinaman? Uh huh. I don't like that. At least you didn't say Chinaman. Arab is one degree under Chinaman. But anyway, yeah. like everybody was real straightforward and Excuse direct. Me. 
And it's really related to the language, though, so I'm wondering how the language is there in Taiwan as far as the mechanics of it that it's just a more direct language because I think that affects how people think and communicate, of course. Yeah. It is more di- uh, it's, it is more, uh, it's more direct. And, like, even in the translation, which all I know mostly is, like, oh, when people say, what does that mean? How does that translate from Chinese to English? It's more direct and to the point. Just like they call the uh, uh, computer in Chinese, it's when you when you say the characters, it's it's uh, it's computer, it's uh, electric brain. Uh, For example, point to the point, right? Right. Electric or brain. Who, electric <laughs> brain. Right. That sounds like a rock group. Sounds like a rock group. Yeah, probably. Alternative or it just rock? Yeah, it just rock. I don't know, man. Like douchebags in flannel shirts with like big rimmed glasses, like hipsters. It definitely be some yeah. hipsters that I would like be irritated by. Introducing live electric brain live from Seattle. Electric brain. Like, yeah. Now they're probably from some. From suburb of Indiana, that's by college town. You got talk about hipsters there everywhere. Not too far from Atlanta, Nod, right? Central no. Indiana. Not too far from there. The hipsters are here everywhere, man. Like the college, um, because college is like they take college here seriously. It's almost like a religion, like. Like, they, like, I remember in Sopranos, uh, Steve Buscemi's character, Tony B, he said, like, the Korean businessmen, in, uh, especially in America that he's working with, like, it's they take family business to as a religion. It's like a religion with these with these guys, he said. Right? And over here, yeah, business is big, starting your own business, but also going to school. Like, half my students are engineers, man. Right? And because the semiconductor is what made Taiwan, Taiwan the last 20 years here. A lot of those come from engineers. Or, and uh, but school is very important. And school school's so important that it's like a whole really big culture here. And, like, there's a lot of hipsters, dude. There's so many universities out there. And all these, a lot of these kids, especially in the central Taiwan, where it's the second largest city, Taizong. It's like a lot of hipsters wearing like a stop Rocky uh, T-shirts and black skinny jeans and like Supreme helmets and beanies. Yeah. Are <laughs> oh, they like a Supreme out there? No? Yeah, Supreme is Jordan shit now. I'm getting old. I get. I guess to me. Yeah. I thought it was more of a quote unquote hip hoppy thing. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what you crazy kids are doing nowadays. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> to the man older than me. Yeah, I said yeah. it. Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> crazy kids. Yeah, I'm a little older than you. Just a little bit. Just a, just, just a smidgen. whipping this uh, drink up now squeezing my limes. I forgot I put some Kamu Kamu in there too. That's a good fruit. Never heard of that. A lot. It's got the most vitamin C in it of all the fruits. Wow. So you're not going to get scurvy, brother. (laughs) Not at all. And I was planning to take a long sea voyage and go pillage. Now that I've been watching Game of Thrones, so scurvy, <laughs> scurvy are you is a real uh, threat. Somalian pirate. <laughs> I am your captain now. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That's interesting, though, man. How they play the Somalians like that, man. I didn't appreciate that, man. Because you know, you know why they do that over there. Why? In cartoon? Oh, no, basically, okay, 
the Gulf of Aden, it's like international waters over there. So to avoid, like, I guess the cost of properly disposing of their waste, there's a lot of companies, uh, you know, industries that go there and, like, dump barrels of hazardous materials in their waters over there, leading to them, of course, messing up their food supply. Ooh. Yeah. Is that why they have big heads? Come over. Is that why they have what? Big heads and crooked buck teeth. Some of them. Some of them do. Some of the women fine, though, man. Well, for I sure, yeah, of course. I think that's on the uglier end. Of, I don't know. Okay. You know what is that politically correct to say? Because, like, I don't know. It's like that strip where you have people that got similar faces and looks, but you get finer as you go down south a little bit, like Ethiopia and Eritrea. Like, woo! Beautiful. You got some finer ones, but. You get to Swazi. I don't know. Huh? You get to Swazi land. The people running around naked. <laughs> and the reason I say that is because, like, the, when you look up the king of Swaziland, they show pictures of him and, and his ceremony every year. Once a year, he picks his next bride, where all the eligible women come out and they dance and stuff in traditional African garb, tribal garb, which is like topless, like a '69 Mustang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he gets Some of a new those, wife every year? I, yeah, like every year. He he has the opportunity. It's something, it's something I found, I think something very interesting, like how he will not marry officially until she produces a, a, child, a child. Right? Now, wow. Do you, think, do you think if a man uh, um, doesn't, is married and then doesn't have a a child with his wife. If he went the route, the route of the the old uh, patriarchs in the Bible and the Quran and the Torah, and got a concubine, or do you know any stories? First of all, do you know any stories like that? What? Where? Yeah, Abraham and Sarah. Okay. Yeah, Sarah. Everything couldn't, she couldn't have kids, so he uh. Well, actually, that wasn't a concubine, though. That was like uh, Sarah's handmaiden. Okay, yeah. So, like, let the oh. wife see. That's important, even in the pit game, to have the uh, the wife, the sister wife. Yeah, but he didn't do that right, so they didn't get along. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, I'm and, trying and, to find narrative here. Go ahead. And Hagar is actually like supposed to be like the mother of the Muslim uh, countries. Well, ethnically, they're supposed to be Ishmaelites. You know, like an Ishmaelite is right. to a Muslim as an Israelite is to a Jew. Yeah, it's interesting stuff. But I'm trying to think of any other polygamy polygamy storylines that are real prominent. You said if a woman is barren, she can't give, you know, and a guy gets a concubine. I don't think I can remember any straightforward examples of that, but it would make sense. Yeah. I mean, because it would be fair on the other end, because, like, a Levitical law is, like, if a, like if a, a priest dies or something and he's married, like, his brother is supposed to marry her. It's yeah. kind of weird. But no, that's, that's I guess in the context of those times. Yeah, his brother died and he he his wife had a kid with his brother, so he had to raise his nephew to take care of his sister in law and he ended up marrying her. It was awkward though, but they tried to make it work. I guess it's in a different context, though, in a time where, like, you don't have institutions like welfare and food stamps right. and things like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so if, if you know, if they didn't take care of each other, then, you know, it's not any social mechanisms in order for anybody to lean on. So in that respect, that's pretty advanced, you know, when you think about it. 
Right. It's interesting how now people are now starting to say it's that the people in the White House are trying to write the end time scenario. Like Steve Bannon, they're saying like he's he's part of the he's he's scripting his his agendas out of the Book of Revelation. However, like if people really look into him, I I saw one article that was interesting. Was talking about like he's not even. Like I'm sure everyone studies the Bible because it's one of the most interesting books out ever, right? But this article was from a, like a Hermetic Magic website, I think, and it was talking about like he studies like ancient like uh, political chaos magic type stuff. You know what I'm saying? So it's like what I'm saying is you're hearing again. I'm hearing. I haven't heard this in a while. We're living in the end times now as a meme, it's consensus reality. What do you think about that? I mean, I think it's, like, stupid, and it lets me know, like, you know, people who claim that thought is biblically based, like, don't read it because, A, it don't, it doesn't even seem logical to me, right? I've heard this so many times, and I used to even feed into that a little bit, but I was always kind of resistant, you know, because my biblical studies have been a little bit more in-depth, so I don't kind of believe what other people say about it, or if they say something about it, I'll go look, you know, for myself. But in the end of Revelations, they don't win. So Hmm. what would be the point? Right. Uh, then the other side of that is is like uh, it doesn't talk about the world ending per se anyway. Uh, the whole thing that runs through it is like one um, form of rulership ending. Yes. Which, which is another, the world ending some folks and another one coming into being, right? It, the, basically the Bible ends how it begins. Like, it's a whole loop. It's really a big loop because, like, in Genesis, <laughs> it's like there was chaos. It was, you know what I mean? There was chaos. Hey, that was at the end. And wow, then things shit, started man. getting identified and defined right. and then yada, yada, yada. Right. And, and okay, then makes sense. towards the end, it tapers off. It breaks off into chaos. And then yeah. there's order. Yeah. Right. What's the middle part then, brother? Of the loop? I mean, the mix. It's a lot. I mean, it's not necessarily one linear thing, but I mean, you got like, you got poetry, you got music in there, you got, um, I don't want to say pseudo history. I would say more like oral history, codified. You know what I mean? Like, you know how you know what tells it started somewhere true, like Both specific. Yeah to an event, and then, like, people kind of jazz it up over time or embed lessons in it. I mean, it's, a, it's, you know, it's a lot in there. It's not one book. It's a bunch of books slapped together. So <clears throat> that's why I, I really, it's difficult for me to get into conversation. Like, when people take a strong position on the Bible, per se, as one group, uh, uh, as a singular work, whether they're for it or against it, it's, like, odd to me. You know what I mean? Having those discussions, that context is odd to me because it's different books written by different people. Right. And I, I like to talk about it because it's an interesting book. Yeah, you, you're yeah. easier to talk to yeah, about it because you don't have a definitive position on it besides, like, you know what I mean? It's interesting, but I'm not, you know what I mean? You're right. not raving and ranting on one side of that <laughs> imaginary polemic or the other. Yeah. Because I like that's like I was in church yesterday. I haven't gone in like since last year, and it was in Taiwan. It was at like a, a I would say it was some type of some type of Christian um, like revival type praying over people type church, but it was in Chinese and Mandarin. And the preacher, he was preacher Wendy, he was just like giving a like a firestone like motivational speech and. Like it wasn't for the energy, I probably would have fell asleep. It was a beautiful church, but then 
when the, one of the per, uh, uh, my my brother in law's godmother gave me the uh, the book and it had it in Chinese and English the Bible verse they read, and it was the story of Solomon. I mean Solomon's mother trying to get uh, King David to uh, the first she was talking to the prophet Nathaniel, and she was saying that King David promised that Solomon would be the next king when he died, but his brother mother was like and we're saying like no we're the king we're the next already and having banquets and whatnot so so they made a nathan and uh, and solomon's mom went to went to uh king solomon uh, king david and said who was very old at the time went to his bedroom and said like yeah you know we we've heard like this your other son is like saying that he's the king and all this and his mom saying that she's he's the king and all this but you promised in the name of god that you Solomon will be the next in line, right? He's like, oh, I didn't know this, so from this day on, yeah, I'll make it official. He's Solomon's the king. Anyway, like, the story, like, I was, like, dead inside almost, because I was like, oh, man, this is boring, kind of, this church service. But then when I read the story, I'm like, this is very interesting, very compelling. Something I got to know. What's the, what's the meaning behind it? Why oh, should it be well, important? Oh, you know? well, let's kick this up a notch, because I got a little insight in it. Go ahead. Okay. Because this is some of the things that I take from it, right? Like the sociology part, like you have to really kind of go back to how David was doing things, you know what I mean? How the narrative goes, like he was fighting all these battles, but it was like his hands were too bloody to build the temple. And then like during his reign, like he sent, uh, what's his name, Uriah? off the war because, well, first he was like a peeping Tom on the dude's wife, like one of his subjects. He was watching her through the window. Then he sends dude off to this fabricated war. Like he pulled a George Bush, like he fabricated a war, sent dude off knowing he was going to die and snatched his wife up. Dude, King David and that, up, yo. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, you're so, right. Go ahead and uh, go into this. I, you know, I'll, I'll protect your wife. You know what I'm saying? Clear, you're right. We got you.
Okay, hello? Yo? Yeah, yeah my bad. I had battery issues there. Okay, that's okay. Are you still okay, yeah, so... So, like, basically, if you step back from the story and look at it, right, like, basically the whole time, like, King David, like, he had a dick issue. You know what I mean? Wow. And, and then you see that transfer to Solomon. Like, you see the greatness, but then you see that same issue be his undoing and the undoing of the unified tribe because, really, Within the context, like, when you see Judah and Israel in there, like, that's not always the same thing. Because out of the 12 tribes, like, Judah and Benjamin and some Levites comprised what they call the kingdom of Judah. And then Israel was all the other tribes. A lot of people don't get that context, but, like, Solomon, you know what I mean, the the split came after he died between um, Judah and Israel, like the split was pronounced. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just interesting how, like, you see those cycles. Like, that's one thing of those stories that really plays out those cycles and, you know, the human frailties. Human frailty of the cycle, yeah. That's, I ha- that's really a lot of weakness, quote, unquote, weakness. Weakness is apparent in those stories. Yeah. Yeah. At the same time, like, Going back to David, like, this guy starts off as the underdog, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Samuel's like, ah, I, you, you know, the king is going to come out of your house. You know what I mean? Show me your sons. And they like, oh, this is it. Now you got another one. Ah, David, he ain't nobody, man. That dude just be out there with the sheep, you know? He's like, that's the dude. Like, nah. That's the dude. <laughs> so it, it, it's just interesting, you know what I mean? Because he says, oh, don't look don't look at him like that, you know what I'm saying? I mean, the Lord thy God does not see as man sees, you know what I'm saying? He's looking straight into the heart, you know, which is a constant recurring theme, right? With That's interesting you got on David because, like, the, the supposed star of David is the symbol for the heart chakra within the whole, uh, you know, Hindu, the yoga piece. Uh-huh. The six-point star. The point at the top, the... right? Oh, the six-point huh? star is the star of David. Yeah. It's the penis what... and the head and the arms and the legs. Mm-hmm. It's a star. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be whatever. I don't know. <laughs> okay, be... sorry. See, I was getting to the weed. I was going to the camp of, no, the black man... It's God. It has to be God. Uh, <laughs> the masculine principle is superior to the feminine principle. I mean, but yeah, Which like, may, I, it may be. Something. I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. Not, I mean, but the closest thing. Is still without. <laughs> malfunctioning. Malfunctioning. Carbo is malfunctioning. Then <laughs> <laughs> real is deprogramming Carbo. Helping him deprogram it, so yeah, don't it's don't crazy. get yourself worked up all worked up, Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> there, there, <laughs> there, there. <laughs> Come now, Bernard. No, <laughs> but now, for what I understood it before all this like Jordan Maxwell bullshit about it being a symbol of Saturn, which you can't find any ancient symbol of Saturn that's a six point star. Like, you would think people would, like, look that up since Saturn came from Rome, right? There right. are no six-point stars in Rome. There are temples to Saturn without six-point stars. All of a sudden, Jews made it the symbol of Saturn. Okay. But anyway, Jordan Maxwell, another CIA dude, along with uh, Alan Watt, right? But anyway, uh, well, 
Like, what I always understood it to uh, mean was, like, uh, the upward triangle is, like, the male principle and the downward one was the female principle, uh, which I sense. would say is God. You know what I'm saying? People trying to isolate it to their race or their gender, but what in <laughs> our physical plane brings forth life but the unification of a male and a female? Like, what's inside of everybody, a receptive nature, a projecting nature, a feminine traits, masculine traits. It's like the it's more like the yin and yang to me. Like that seems like the simple answer of what that symbol actually means, whether David was rocking with it or not. But like that whole story anyway, like the matters of the heart and that, but then like Psalms is attributed to him and like you see a lot of stuff like dealing with the heart. And then in Proverbs, too, like a lot of stuff dealing with the art. But it seems like a lot of church people don't deal with that. Or people against it, you know what I mean? People, uh, you know, just like diametrically opposed, you know, to the thought of Abraham's religion or whatever, like they don't really look at that. But it's interesting. It's interesting because, like, the heart uh, in the Hebrew thought is different, like, your heart, basically, the lathe is really like your pivot. It's your core, your sensor. Um, it's like the seat. It's not just the seat of emotions. It's the seat of intellect. The seat of your emotions and your intellect and your will. Whoa. It's like that three, yeah, like the three mind concept that I was talking about. Mm. Like that's your heart. But then you hear stuff like, you know what I mean? Guard your heart with all diligence, vows becomes the issue of life. Then you got another part where they talk about, like, he who trusts in his own heart is a fool. Whoa. Like, that basically there's a super consciousness that, that supersedes your emotions, your intellect, and your will. There's something bigger than that. You know? Right. I think the problem with that, with that and any other kind of tradition, though, comes in where, like, somebody steps in between that and then tries to define for you what that superior or larger consciousness is and how you're supposed to exactly. approach it, you know? That's the X variable. Yeah. Everyone just plugs in whatever, and that's what we're here to be. We're all one at as we as it seems to seem like that. However, the X variable is us to see what our what we put our awareness to. What is that one thing? Yes, those other two and all three make up the whole. But what is that X variable that makes us individual and our purpose mm-hmm. here? Mm. So you're saying the X variable is how you connect with the microcosm? Yes. Interpret it, connect, interface. Yeah. My interpretation may be wrong, though. Yeah. See, that, that may just be me projecting who I am on it. Because somebody else could look at something different and come to the same conclusions. Like, they could interpret a whole different test the same way and come to the same conclusions, yeah. which would cause them to have the same application. Because it's like, yeah, because the human experience is like the point between interpretation and application. The point between interpretation and and application. Theory and practice. That's Crowley. Yep. Yep, that is the now. The now, When you look at right now, it's like amazing that we're here right now, man. Like I just been smoking like for the last two weeks, like every day. No, actually, the last thirteen days, man. And it's been a while since I smoked, and I see the now. I see the now. More and more. <laughs> oh, congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Good man. Yeah. You see something now, so much. It, is it? 
is there anything real but mouth? Right. <laughs> no. Nope. That's why right. I, that's why we're all distraction. That Alan Watts little little snippet. He's saying all these perceptions and patterns are distractions us from the fact what we want, like what do you say, sexually, and also what we want in uh, uh, all our desires. The distraction from the now. That's what I say. <laughs> no. Yeah. Why is it that psychedelic makes can make you put you in that space of the now? Because it shuts down your body, your movement. You have to go more internal or stationary, at least. I mean, I think it's just because it makes your consciousness more porous, so you're absorbing, like, more universal energy, whether that's good or bad. Like, I hate generic-ass, new-agey terms like that, but for lack of better terms, like, you're more connected with a universal consciousness or different consciousnesses outside of yourself and so it's like or getting more in tune with what's inside yourself i don't know and it seemed like time the perception of time and like how we break it up and stuff like that kind of goes out the window you know when you're tripping or whatever time right. just kind of melts away and it becomes more apparent the illusion that it is Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I just had a lapse because it kind of connected with something that I saw that kind of traumatized me. It, it was a it was a, a movie depicting uh, this chick that uh, she slept with somebody's husband, didn't know he was married, but it turns out she was married to wait, wait. A, a voodoo queen. Oh, wait. We're going to have to pause that story, brother, real quick. Sorry about that. Sorry about that.